0: Thanks for checking out the Christian Life Austin podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to check us out at clcaustin.com for more info on how you can connect with us. We trust that you will enjoy today's message. Thank you for listening. Would you stand to your feet, you're incredible people. I'm going to broadside you today and hit you just again and 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 again today. Uh, on something that I feel very compelled to speak on today. I I, I really do. It's Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people are on the lake. Uh, I asked God to let it rain this morning. (laughs) I'm teasing. teasing, But I said, Lord, if it's going to rain, let it rain real good. Don't let it just rain barely. Let it rain real good. I hear it's coming again about noon. So we'll get that third crowd in here, and then it'll start raining, and we'll be all right. I'm going to, to speak today on the Bible's great word, a great word in the Bible, and I know you're thinking love, you're thinking joy, you're thinking contentment, you're thinking peace, you're thinking Holy Spirit, you're thinking Christ, you're thinking a lot of words, but I'm going to talk about a word today that I think is very, very important in our life, and it's very, very important for you to grasp today, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to broadside you, you'll hear the word I hope, you, I hope it just keeps driving in your spirit and your heart the whole week long because it's amazing what God can do when you get sunk into something that stays with you after you leave the house of God. Amen? So I'm going to preach today. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to help the pastor, and you may be seated. You're incredible people, and I speak. So two men are leaning against an office water cooler. And one says to the other, Say, you look a little depressed. What are you thinking about? The man said, My future. The future doesn't look good. He said, What makes your future seem hopeless? And the first man said, My past. (laughs) (laughs) I read a book a long time ago and I like it, and and it's a it's a goofy little book, but it's called Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. (laughs) It's a children's book, and it's one of my favorite books of theology. It really, really is. It's about a little boy for whom nothing seems to go right in his day, and the story opens with these words. I went to sleep with gum in my mouth last night, and now there's gum in my hair. And when I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard, and by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running, and I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Then he said, I think I'll move to Australia. Anybody ever had one of them days? In the carpool, Mrs. Gibson let Becky have a seat by the window. Audrey and Elliot also got seats by the window. And I was being smushed. I told him, I'm being smushed. I said, if I don't get a seat by the window, I'm going to get car sick and I'm going to throw up. No one ever answered. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And that's just the way it turned out. That night the little fellow said, it has been a terrible, horrible, no good very bad day. My mom said there's, there's going to be days like that. And then she said, even in Australia. So don't be moving out on me, son. I, I, years ago, Ann Coulter, a conservative commentator, called Bill Clinton's book, My Life, a good deal. She said, if you measured it by the pound. It was a hefty book, weighing in at nearly four pounds and totaling over a 1,000 pages. And I didn't read it for several reasons, of which I will not discuss now nor tomorrow. But I do remember ministering in a camp in Arkansas uh, while Mr. Clinton was still in office. And uh, I was told that the whole office staff of Bill Clinton was coming to the service that night and would be in attendance and perhaps he and Miss Hillary would be there. And the word came to me as if saying, guard your tongue. Don't say anything that would hurt anybody or anything. Like him or not, vilify or vindicate him, Bill Clinton is a historical figure that dominated the decade of the 90s. And he bridged a gap between so many different kinds of people. And had it not been for his overriding personal issues, one only wonders what he might have been. He was very, very charismatic, and even the Republicans have to say amen to that. And when the book was released, I kept asking myself, how did Bill Clinton, so brilliant, so charismatic, survive his misfortunes? How did he gain the strength to rise from the ashes of ruin? Well, one reason he was born in Hope, Arkansas. (laughs) He had hope. But his story is of a man who got back up and tried again. His story is about a man who got back up and tried again. Now, I'm not preaching politics because I'm, I, I'm not declaring where I am today. I'm preaching Christ today. But I want to declare to you there is something about people that get up and try again that impress me, no matter who they are. Clarence McCartney, the late preacher of Pittsburgh Tabernacle, once described the greatest words of the Bible in human speech. He said sin is the saddest word. He said forgiveness is the most beautiful word. He said, a whisperer is the meanest word. Tomorrow is the most dangerous word. And no is the hardest word. But there's another word in the Bible that is so great, it overwhelms all these words that I've already mentioned here today. And the Bible said in Jeremiah 24 and 4, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying. I want everybody to say the word again. Again. Again, say it again. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, when the domestic diva, Martha Stewart, by the way, we call our middle daughter, Martha Stewart, was sentenced to jail several years ago. She said at her sentencing, I will be back. Is it just me folks or do all of us admire someone who makes such statements, who fall very hard and yet they realize I'm not finished I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to complete what I have started. I stood on the Philippine soil several years ago and in a hotel that housed Douglas MacArthur, the great general of World War II, and I read about him on lobby walls all over that hotel. And having a dad that fought in World War II, I got cold chills as I understood the words that was on that wall when he said, I shall return. I will come back to the Philippines. I will be here again. We're all attracted to a person who falls but says, I will be back. Now, I'm not here today to glorify mistakes that people make. That's not the reason for me preaching today. Nor am I saying that each of us must make mistakes to ascend. Bottom line, humans make mistakes. Amen? Call it the results of the original fall, if you will. I sympathize with Paul when he says, oh, wicked man that I am. I love what Teddy Roosevelt's famous speech at the Sorbonne said when he wrote this. It is not the critic who counts. Someone said you never built a statue to a critic. I might remind all of you of that today. Nobody ever gets a statue built because they're a critic. You got to do something more than just criticize. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort. There is no effort without error, and there is no effort without shortcoming. Man in the arena, 1910. In the rough going of a world, we come up short again and again. And again and again. But the one who refuses to stay down is the one who wins. The one who tries again is the one who triumphs. The one who finds help in God again is the one who makes a difference in this world. Mr. Webster says again means another time or once more. Once more, I've got a picture of a young man. I want to throw it up here today. His name is Ben. That's Ben. Ben Coleman is a South Carolina boy, and this is an older picture. This was several years ago, back in the the, the single digits, not the teens, but the single digits of the two thousand, of the twenty first century. And this is Ben. Ben and his brother were born ten weeks premature. They were twin boys, and uh, Ben's brother is named Alex. And you see him here, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's got cerebral palsy. He, they realize this after about one year of his life. But Ben did not want to just stay at home and just recline and just go through life. He wanted to make a mark. He wanted to do something. So he realized he couldn't play football. His brain still gets the great signals. He's a member of the National Honor Society, he was. But his brain does not translate to his body quick enough for him to overcome the difficulty of walking and even trying to run, he runs a five kilometers. He runs five kilometers, which is about 3.1 miles, and it takes the normal high school kid about 18 minutes, 20 minutes to do it. It takes him 45 sometimes, but he's broke his record many times, and he finally got under 40 minutes one time. But here he is. He never wins a race. He's called the loser that always wins. Let me repeat it. He's called the loser that always wins. In fact, his coach calls him crash because he said he fell so many times and his falls could not be stopped by his hands. There he is trying to pick himself up. See that hand there trying to help him? He says, get away from here. I'll get my own self up. He's a man that has a desire to stand up and to compete and to go further than he's ever gone in his life. He is a young man that shows me That when you start something in life, when you begin something in life, you don't quit when you're a quarter of the way done. You don't quit when you're half the way done. You don't quit when you're three quarters there. You don't quit until you cross the finish line. And many kids have become his friends. He's the hero. He was the hero of his high school. He started running cross country when he was in the eighth grade. God, I love Ben Coleman. I wish I could have Ben Coleman come and speak for us. But there's the kid that I admire right there. Because he said, You know what? I never did not finish a race that I ever started. He's a loser that always wins. It does not matter. I'm talking to people of all strata here today. I'm talking to people of high intellect and low intellect. I'm talking to people of high degree and low degree. I'm talking to people that make great money and people that don't make a lot of money. I'm talking to people that have great families and people that don't have great families. But I'm here to tell you something. If you started this race with Jesus Christ, if you started this race with Jesus Christ, it don't matter if you cross the line first. What matters is if you finish. You gotta finish. I never started a race that I didn't finish. Lord, I feel like preaching. Samson, I remind you, Samson, he failed. He couldn't keep his head out of a woman's lap. He failed. He messed up. He had problems, mental problems. He couldn't get away from Delilah. Looks like the man, when the Philistines would attack you three times, they'd say, you know what, it might be that woman. But he couldn't get his head out of her lap until they cut his hair and his strength was gone. But when his strength started coming back as his hair grew, he moved pillars. You hear me? Pillars. When the presence of God moved on him again. Something that had been built by the architects and the builders came down at the hands of a man that had the Lord God come on him again. Again. How many times have we stood in the God's presence and said, Again, Lord. Another time, Lord. I fell down again. My head's bloody. I've bloodied my chest. I've messed up. I'm not doing good. I'm going to preach today that again is the word that we need to get a hold of in our life. Because the Lord doesn't just speak one time to us. He speaks again and again and again and again and again and again. Consider in scripture sin. The word sin is used only 448 times. Anger is used 234 times. Hate is used 87 times in the Bible. Bitterness is used 22 times envy is used 20 times and lust is found 18 times but again is found 672 times so it bears record that i can say it 670 times and not outdo god i want to preach today it's a word of hope showing that god can still defeat your sin He can still come against your anger. He can still come against your hate. He can still drive out your bitterness. He can still take away that envy and lust. That's one reason I want to say again is the word of the church today. On this Memorial Day weekend, let it again come into your heart today. Let God move on your spirit again. Let the word speak again. Let the Holy Ghost baptize you again today. Come on, rejoice all over the house. Six times, six times in scripture we read, The word of the Lord came again. Nine times we read, Again, the word of the Lord came to me. Again is the word. Everybody say, God speaks again. It's illustrated in the word many times. To Samuel, a small boy who seemingly was orphaned in the house. Of God and left by his parents there, we read in 1 Samuel 3, it's not on the board. And the Lord called Samuel again, again, the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli perceived the Lord had called the child. Everybody say, Again Amen. is the word. I love, I love the story of Manoah and his wife. Remember the woman in the Bible who met the angel of the Lord in the field? And heaven told her that she would give birth to a baby that God would use mightily. And she was distraught, that, that so distraught that she couldn't speak. And later she told her husband what heaven had said to her. And Manoah, her husband, prayed for a confirmation. And in Judges chapter 13, the, he said, Lord, let the man of God, which was sent... Come again. Everybody say again unto us. And tell us what we shall do to the child that shall be born. And God heard the voice of Manoah. And the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. So here's the scenario. She hears from God. She is struck almost dumb. She finally was able to talk to her husband and said, God spoke to me that our child was going to be special. And Manoah intercedes God and says, Lord, if that's you, send the word of God again. And the word came to her again the same place it came the first time. What I'm trying to say is there's somebody here today. That has struggled perhaps in the first five months of this year. And you're wrestling with the thing called sin and lust and envy and bitterness and jealousy. But there's a word bigger than all of that. God's word will come again to your spirit. It will come again to your spirit. Again is the word. Again is the word. One person hears from God, tells another. The other person asks God to speak and God speaks again. That's how powerful that God is. Perhaps there's someone here today that needs to hear from God again today. Oh, I trust this, that God speaks again to you. Again is the word. Yet, why must God speak again? Because mankind doesn't hear God many times the first time. It's a move to read the opening verses of the Bible. When you read that God speaks to the darkness and everything responds to his word, so easy. In fact, the message rendering of verse 3 of chapter 1 captures the staccato Hebrew. It says in Genesis 1 and 3, in the message, God spoke light and light appeared. And it's never gone away. With things, God speaks once. With humans, sometimes God has to speak again. In the opening chapter that bears the name of the reluctant prophet, we read the words, The Lord came to Jonah saying, arise and go to Nineveh and preach. In the third chapter of the same book, we read that God spoke to Jonah a second time saying the same thing. You know why? Because Jonah disobeyed. Had Jonah obeyed in the first chapter, God wouldn't have had to speak again in the third chapter. And there never would have been a chapter two. There never would have been a storm on the sea. There never would have been a whale to swallow him and he wouldn't have had to be regurgitated three days later stinking like nobody's business. And God had to speak again because we don't hear and obey. Because God knows us and I find comfort in that. He sees us and he understands our fears. Hallelujah. He saw a young man who was uncertain and fearful one day. And he heard the prayer of this young man saying, I will put a fleece on the ground, Lord. His name was Gideon. God, if it's really you speaking to me, make the fleece wet and the ground dry. And so God heard the prayer and answered it. He saw the next morning the fleece was wet, the ground was dry. The next day Gideon prayed, Lord, don't be angry with me. But if it's really you, I'm going to lay this fleece out again. This time make the fleece dry and make the ground wet. And the Bible said God heard him and God answered him again. Here's what I'm telling you. Don't you breathe a sigh of relief when you hear about stories like that. I do because we doubt, we fear, we get preoccupied with self. We don't hear and obey God. But I'm glad God is a God that knows how to speak again and again and again and again and again and again again in our life. I know hell calls many of you loser, but I'm gonna preach to you today. You may be the loser to hell, but you're gonna win this thing called Jesus Christ. You're gonna win in the race. It don't matter how many times you fall. It don't matter how many times you get down. A righteous man rises after he's fallen seven times. Come on, we're gonna finish. Wow, wow. I'm preaching like I'm 30 years old. Somebody help me. This is why I love to preach on holidays. Holidays are the hardest preaching in all of the world. Holidays are tough preaching. It's tough preaching. And a lot of preachers taken off today. Every one of my pastor friends I called got business and guest preachers day because they don't want to preach on a holiday. I said, I'm going to tackle it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Because I want you to hear something. The word of the Lord comes again. Come on, it comes again. Come on. It comes again, come on, come on, it comes again, 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 the word of God comes again, it comes again, it comes again, it comes again. God's not one and done, He'll talk to you tomorrow, He'll talk to you the next day. Everybody say, he daily loadeth us with benefits. Every day his mercies are new. Every morning. God's word is not last year. God's word is not just a logos that you read in the Bible. It's a rhema that you're receiving today right now. Again. 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 The word of the Lord came to me. I had a pastor friend from Mississippi that lost out with God years ago. Didn't lose out with God, lost his purpose. Started going back to doing all the bad things that God brought him out of. And one day I ran into him. It wasn't an accident. I just ran into him. And he said, how you doing, Rex? I said, I'm fine, buddy. How you doing? He said, man, fancy seeing you. I said, no, it's God thing seeing you. I said, man, you need to preach. He said, I don't, I don't have what it takes anymore. I said, yes, you do. And I started to walk away, and I, I grabbed his hand, and we prayed. And I started to walk away, and I saw tears in his eyes. He said, one thing before you leave. One thing. He said, I have begged God. He said, because every morning I get up and God gives me a brand new thought to preach. And I don't feel justified and qualified to preach it. I said, Well, my God, call me and give them to me because you're a good preacher. <laughs> and I said, Why do you think God's speaking to you again? Why do you think why do you think he's talking to you again? Do you think he's doing that to condemn you? Or do you think he's doing that to say, come on, son? Put it under the blood. There's somebody who'll hear the gospel. There's somebody who'll hear the word. Come on, put it under the blood. Put it under the blood. I'm talking to somebody here today that's messed up and you don't think there's any way out, but I'm telling you, God's talking in your ears saying, come on, put it under the blood of Jesus. Put it under the blood. Again, 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 again is the word. <laughs> Magnifying Mankind's hope rests on the word again, again. Everybody say again. Noah's in an ark. He sent out the dove. The Bible said again, Genesis 8, if you've been flooded with problems, overwhelmed with the struggles of life, send the dove out. Send a missive to the heavens again. Let the praise of God ascend from your lips again. Don't let hell rob your praise. Send praise up again. Isaac dug the wells of his father, Genesis 26. By this action, Isaac was saying, I'm back home where I belong. If some of you feel disconnected from where you need to be, dig again the refreshing wells again. Again, everybody say again is the word. Elijah was strengthened again. He had the divine courage to face down 850 prophets on Mount Carmel. But his strength disappeared and dissipated. Fear came in its place. Heaven found him and strengthened him with angels' food. Heaven can reach you where you are. Again is the hope for you in 1 Kings chapter 19. And I love this story in Mark 8. A blind man, Jesus touched his eyes. And the Bible said, he said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees walking. And the Lord said he came and touched him again. Again, again, oh, the second touch from almighty God again and again and again. You hear me? I'm going to tell you something. If the Lord's Holy Spirit is a taser, just tase me till I fall out. Come on, just tase me. I want all you got, Lord. I want all you got. Give it again, 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 again. Come on, preach with me right now. It's the word of the Lord. Send up a missive. Power in the Holy Ghost. Blessing and healing. God's got something for you on this Memorial Day. The word is again. 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 Our future hope is wrapped in that word. Jesus said he would come again receive us unto himself. That's what he said. He would. Why is again the word of hope for each of us? Nine times in the gospel, Jesus said he would rise again. Did he do it? The one who gave life, gave his life, raised himself again to life. And because he lives, we shall live also. Because he rose again, we shall rise again. In the Old Testament, a portion of the law, and I'm, getting, I'm close to closing. Not quite, but I'm close. I see the runway. But it is Memorial Day. And I, oh, I wished I had another 15, 20 minutes. But I see the runway. In the Old Testament, a portion of the law concerned a person who was sold into bondage. Some of us have had bondage in our life. The person might have been sold, but notice this in Leviticus 25. After that, he is sold. He may be redeemed again. Again. He may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem him. That's what Jesus did. He went to the cross. He redeemed us again. He came as our elder brother. He came as one of our kin to buy us back. He did so with his precious blood. And accepting this into your life is what Jesus called being born again. Amen. 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 Everybody say, Lord. Lord. I, want be born again. I want to be born again. And again. again. <laughs> and again. again. While we were once born into sin, we're born again to righteousness. We were born once unto death. We're born again unto eternal life. Simon Peter, the apostle, failed so God so miserably so many times. Spoke of the hope found in being born again. He said, "Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit into unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible, by the word of God which lives." And abides forever. Each of us was born. Each of us should be born again. The word again is the key to a brand new life. And I know that many of you have already received the Lord in your life. But I'm talking about renewing your mind, renewing your spirit, renewing your hope in God. The word is again. When you do, when you, if you've never been born again, you need, to, you need to have faith and believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him because no salvation comes without faith. Then you must confess that he is Lord of your life. And then you repent of your sins. Amen. Amen. You go in the waters of baptism and wash away those sins. And the Holy Spirit comes down on you. Hallelujah. And fills your heart and your life with his glorious spirit. That's called being born a second time. But someone says, how? How? How can there be any hope for me? I have, I have, fa- I have flaws. I have so many regrets. I'd like to remind you in Jeremiah chapter 18 that Jeremiah went down to a place called the potter's house and he saw a potter working on a vessel on the wheel and the Bible said that the potter the vessel was marred in the hand of the potter and so he made again the vessel as seemed good to the potter and God spoke to Jeremiah and said Jeremiah as that potter did to the vessel so will I will do with your life I will make you over again. Now, it's Memorial Day. This is one of those holidays that we are facing a summertime, okay? Labor Day will end our summertime. The two holidays that pastors despise the most is Memorial Day and Labor Day because they know people are going to be scattered to the wilds all through these three months. But we're going to keep preaching. But on this Sunday, on this Sunday, I don't want you to face a summer. Without understanding that God is wanting to speak to you again today. He wants to speak to your lives and your hearts and your spirits today. Some of you are, 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 are without money today. You, 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 you've lost jobs. You're hurting today. I'm telling you, God's going to speak to you again and say there's, there's, there's money coming. Blessings are coming. Some of you have lost family members and you're, you're discouraged because family is not connected on this Memorial Day. I'm going to tell you the word of the Lord is going to come to you again and say your family is going to come back together. God's going to restore what the enemy has taken from you. He's going to restore it. He's going to restore it. That's the word from the Lord today. Some of you have fallen. and You say, I can't make it, but you've got to get up. You've got to get up. You've got to get up. I love what Muhammad Ali said about Joe Frazier years ago. And I'm closing. This is what he said. He said, I hit him with everything I had. And he wouldn't stop coming. He just kept coming. He just, God have mercy. He just kept coming. He just kept coming. And finally in the 15th round, Guess who connected with the shot that knocked the great champion down? Joe Frazier hit him and put him on the deck for the first time in his whole career because he wouldn't stop coming. Here's what I want to tell you. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And a living dog is better than a dead lion. And hell is whispering in your ear. You're not going to make it you're not gonna live this life. You're not gonna to go to heaven. But the Lord's word is coming again today. And saying yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know if anybody watched that ball game last night. I'm sorry to bring it up. If you're an Oklahoma City fan. But an old Houston coach years ago said, Never underestimate the heart of a champion. That's right. The Warriors were down three to one in that series, four games, and it's over. They've won the last two. I got news for you. I got news for you. That series isn't over. That's right. Because the Warriors just kept shooting and kept playing and kept going. Here's what you got to do in the summertime. Here it is. You ready? You got to keep coming to the house of the Lord again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Come on. And again. And again. And again. You got to come on. Again. And again. And again. You got to hear the word again. And again. And again you got to praise him again and again and again. you got to pray to him again and again and again. I love it because again is the word for the church today. Today. I rest my case with this thought. I looked in the book of Acts the other day and it blew my mind. It really did. It blew my mind. Just remain standing. You that are standing, you that are sitting, just remain seated. Just whatever you feel comfortable with. It's Memorial Day. (laughs) I love you. I thought, what's the most powerful word in the book of Acts? The name of Jesus, the power of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit. What's the most powerful word that just absolutely resonates in that whole book? And here's the word, daily. Daily. It wasn't Sunday to Sunday. It wasn't Memorial Day to Labor Day. It was again and again and again and again. I charge you and challenge you in Jesus' name that if you're in Austin, Texas, any Sunday morning and it's time to go to church, get your clothes on and come on. Because we've got to come again. And again. And again. Come on. And again. And again. I hope you folks have a great memorial day. We're cooking hot dogs and burgers tomorrow. No bluebell. I am so excited. I am I'm off that drug. God has set me free. Amen. He's set me free. No more, no more, no more. I want you to take somebody's hand. I'm just going to have a family prayer with us here today. Just a family prayer. Let's stretch across this whole auditorium. Let's join hands. I preached too long here today, but it's all right. It's all right. Put Ben Coleman back up there. Son, put Ben Coleman back up there. Put him up there. Amen. There he is. Cerebral palsy. And he runs and he never... Does not finish a race. So let's pray. Dear Father, there's people in this world that's me. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.